Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash wondery, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash wondery to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash wondery. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Everyone's journey is different, so your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your free trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 299. Well, if you listen to this podcast, that means there was no apocalypse. Congratulations! Now you have to deal with the Christmas. Uh, or any holiday stuff. Is that a negative attitude? No, I'm kidding. But there was a lot of pressure during the holidays. But it's fun pressure. It's worth it. Oh, fingers crossed for the apocalypse. Uh, I am going to be performing a ton in the post-apocalyptic world. Uh, I'll be uh, performing in Bloomington, Indiana, and then Tacoma, and... A bunch of other cities, uh, SF Sketchfest, uh, which is not a city, but it's in a city and has a city in the name. If you go to Nerdist.com slash calendar, you can get information on those shows. Please come. Please come to them. Please. Please come to them. You can make it my Christmas and my birthday present for just the next 30 years. Um, I would like to thank Samsung for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. The Galaxy Note 2 is uh, it's bigger than a phone, but it's smaller than a tablet. It's sort of a sort of a hybrid, uh, but I think the the important feature is the the sharing capability. Uh, there's an S Beam feature, which means you can tap the back of another S Beam enabled device, and you can share large files in seconds. In seconds, it's like you're transferring something with a kiss. Your devices are making out, and the result is a quick file transfer. Um, there's an S Pen, which basically makes a device like a virtual notepad. Uh, but then it can be used for easy outlining, crop biting, uh, cropping of items on screen, uh, previews of emails, links without having to open them, just by hovering the pen above them. And it'll also find and match images uh, to written keywords. So, again, big screen, 5.5 inches, perfectly shaped for 16 by 9 uh, aspect ratio for widescreen movies or television shows. We do those in widescreen, too. So uh, that's a Galaxy Note 2 from Samsung. Thank you so much to those guys for being a sponsor of this podcast. Which is Tom Kinney. And we had Tom on early in the run of the podcast, uh, one of our live shows at Largo with uh, Fred Willard. Tom was a musical guest and came out with Eddie Paley and played some SpongeBob songs. And uh, there is a SpongeBob Christmas album out right now, not too late for Christmas, I'm assuming, uh, if you have prompt podcast listening habits. But uh, even if it's not Christmas anymore, uh, you should you should get the album. Uh, we're going to play one of the songs uh, at the end of it. 
from the album. So uh, stick around for that. And Tom, I just... Tom is such a freaking cool guy. Uh, you know, he was a comic and uh, does a, a crap ton of voiceover and, of course, is a SpongeBob. And uh, I, I, I love talking to him. He's super smart. He has such cool kids. Such cool kids. And his wife, also super cool, Jill Talley, does a ton of voiceover work. So just really, just a keen family that you want to kind of hang out with and talk to. Interesting folk, that, that clan Kenny. So here they are, the Nerds Podcast number 299. With Tom Kenny. Now entering Nerdist.com. I'm Kenny, back on the podcast after uh, like a year and a half absence, I think. We were trying to figure out when that show was. The, the uh, early days. The Fred Willard, uh, yeah. Tom Kenny show. That yes. was at Largo. Was it Largo? Was it the Largo. first year? It was in the, within the first year. It was, I think it was in the, within the first few months, like four or five months. No, it would have been like July or August. It was right around Comic-Con time, I remember. So it was. It was yeah, you're, so you're right. It was. It was in the within the first like five or six months of the show. Yeah. Well, you have way more memory cells than I do. <laughs> I just remember that I did it, and it was at Largo, and I was proud of that. Yeah. yeah you yeah, sang, you sang, you sang SpongeBob like, yes. songs. You sang SpongeBob. Songs I do remember that with yes. the Andy Paley. Andy Paley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. No, I remember it very well. Fred was pitching. I, I remember Fred was uh, talking about his movie trivia book. His movie trivia book. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm. Between us, we almost have a brain going. <laughs> uh, and then you were supposed to be on the podcast. We were going to record you. Well, there was a told him there was a mishap where you we you were booked on the podcast, but we didn't know. Yeah, that some you, wires you were, booked were on crossed. The some I'm wire my heels in the lobby. You're shooting a G4. Uh, yeah, the last the show. One of some of the last. You don't have of the your shows. phone on. I just thought you guys were running behind. The security guard was starting to look suspicious at me. Like, what's this? guy doing this guy's up to no good <laughs> hold on <coughs> the cough button i've always wanted to use the cough it button. sort of worked I, I use it for burps mainly <laughs> you do i get gassy oh See, you got to cross out the word cough on the button and put <laughs> fart yeah if someone yeah, ever yeah. feels like if you ever feel like you're in a situation where someone is suspicious of you do you just start doing spongebob and then they're like oh that would even make them more suspicious wow <laughs> now he's a suspicious guy doing crappy cartoon impressions yeah <laughs> no you he's don't a... understand i made that voice up i'm the real guy i'm the real guy stop it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does that but so you've never had to use that to get out of a scrape i've never used it to get out of a scrape i, I once i got pulled over for a ticket and i happened to have some eight by tens that i was bringing somewhere uh on the front seat and the guy saw him and it, it's it's gotten me out of one ticket wow and it's the only time it's ever did you have to give one of them been up? useful yes yeah yes and he he gave me his address gave me his kids names and said if these don't come to my house i know where you live oh and then it turns into cape kind fear of vaguely it was very yeah. cape fear and he and he had the cliche like mirrored sunglasses on yep so you, you know, could see it, yourself being scared yeah yes. I, I could get a nice a nice view of myself crapping my pants it was awesome <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, I mean, cops are scary when you haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, when you've I, done something a little bit wrong, like, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, cruise through a stop sign like or whatever I did, uh, then it's absolutely... 
I don't chaotic. know why I get, I get so scared when I see cops around. I just yeah. like, well, I when, freeze up. Why do why when I'm in traffic and then a cop pulls up alongside me, why do I turn my radio down? Yeah. Yeah. I also I yeah, like I'm I have windows that are I think they're tinted too much. If this guy finds out I listen to Huey Lewis, the jig is up. <laughs> Maybe you are trying to find huh? some Eddie money. He used yeah, to be yeah. a cop. Yeah. You know, this will buy me some brownie points. Sir, I'm going to give you two tickets. Yeah. What? To paradise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But you can have, you can get a ticket for music being too loud. If you can hear it from like two car lengths away. That's but a, I don't listen to music super loud. So it's like, but it doesn't matter what the volume is. I always turn it down a little bit more. Yeah. What if somebody's listening to this podcast and it can be heard like two car lengths away? Then fucking hey, fuck you, cop. <laughs> just like Bass. sorry, I just want to make it rumble. Bass. Just Chris Hardwick's voice just vibrating yeah. off of like every vehicle in the. Yeah, that would be irritating. What? Wait, what? What? So when does the podcast start? Like, do you guys probably like in a couple days? Um, I don't know. You know. <laughs> Man, I just like to, we just sort of feel it out, man, and then we just let it happen. This is awesome, you know, because I've been doing, like, endless morning zoo radio tours, so this just feels like a tonic. Well, so yeah. I, I, I have We can done, dim the lights, even. You can? We can I know, dim the lights. you put, like, some nice atmosphere in here. It's, well, Nick's working, so I don't want to. I know, I've done a million, you know, just going back on the road and doing Santa again, I've been doing... Um, Back in the belly of the beast. Back in the belly of the beast. The morning show beast. Doing morning shows, morning news shows, morning radio shows. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, you're just sort of unceremoniously dropped into a pre-existing uh, social dynamic that you're not aware of. And and really, you're just pro- you're just something to kill a few minutes. That's it. Until they get to the weather guy or whatever, the yeah. rodeo that's in town. Or, yeah. you know, the person who's broadcasting from the, you know, Toys for Tots. Uh, you're drive. a prop. Yeah. You're a prop. So remember that one time we were doing a we were doing a pilot for E, and like uh, there was like the technical producer guy who would be like, "It's like, all right, we coming from commercial. We have this piece of information. Uh, bup, 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 you have a joke. Uh, you go into this, and it was like for him, like the jokes, which were the things we were trying to concentrate on, was like the least amount of his problems. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even think it was make a joke. I think it was like blah blah blah, be funny. Something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Sketchy Biddle onto the next Sketchy thing. Bit. And then yeah, uh, Dash yeah, comedy. We've been doing some of that for this. Christmas thing, you know, like like we just did like a TV station here in town, like one of these cha- uh, not quite a news show, but they <laughs> but they kind of talk about the news and yeah, they're like, right. hey, and we have a funny band in the studio that's gonna do some SpongeBob it's like, music. It's it's couch news. It's like we're doing the news, but we're on a couch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the publicist calls it uh, d- uh, uh, Dodo News. He calls it. Yeah, you're doing like a, 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 what, what's the format of the show? It's it's Dodo News. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They have they have coffee. It's mugs. not bad. It's Dodo News. It's Do you mean it's news all about the extinct Dodo? Exactly. And what it would take to bring back this long extinct bird? Exactly. It's Doodoo. Dodo Doodoo. What? It, it Dada was like, News was, is very Dada conceptual. News, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> the Dada News. I don't know where it's yeah. coming from. You know what the theme song of that news show is? Da, da, da. Do, 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 do. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, I hate this news show. I don't know. There's no structure. Well, this particular week was obviously pretty grim. Yes, uh, and they're you know so they're and they're covering all that topical stuff and 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 you know it was like yeah. you know murder, 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 mental illness, SpongeBob in the high seas. That, you oh, know that was no. like that was like the rundown of the content of Gee. the show. So that's always a, a little weird, you know. Lots of people, like, I, I lots guess. of death, lots of tragedy, lots of sickness, yeah. lots of poverty, yeah. lots of illness. 
this holiday season wouldn't be complete yeah, without no. a visit from old SpongeBob. These, uh, yeah, these guys, it is so fun. And we're, we're having so much fun, and we make the kids happy. A second ago, we wonderful. weren't having fun. Yeah. The, the, the switchover really, is great. Yeah. And, and they had the walk around, uh, you know, SpongeBob theme park character was yeah. on the set, too. Lending another level of wackiness to this um, murder, 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 <laughs> funny cartoon band yeah. uh, uh, thing. So it, it's kind of weird to know because you go, it's kind of the elephant in the room. Should, should I acknowledge that, or is that just a, a no? Or that make it even weirder? I think. That would yeah, make you know it what weirder. I mean. But part of you, especially the ex comedian part of me, yeah, wants to be totally honest and allude to it. Well, wow, of course. this is weird. You guys aren't talking about it, but it's really weird to go from what you just gave. <laughs> so you want me to sing this, this. song? Uh, yeah. After all of that, uh, yeah, all right, horribly we'll sing the song. What's the point? Two, yeah. three, four. <laughs> it's yeah. the worst day <laughs> ever. Santa won't let you down. <laughs> you guys did one uh, Christmas track like two years ago. Yeah, we did. Uh, Don't be a jerk. It's Christmas. Which yeah. Was started out as just kind of being a. Something that we made for some of the suits and some of the people that work on the show. Aunt Paley and I just made it, hoping it would maybe be a calling card for a special or an album or something, you know, kind of build it and they will come, uh, yeah. hoping. And uh, that's always worked okay for us in the past. And, uh, yeah, it took, it, it took uh, the Swallows a, a while to come back to Capistrano, but but we, uh, you know, we made uh, the song and then eventually they asked us to do the, like, a whole record of, of SpongeBob holiday songs. And then the song Don't Be a Jerk, It's Christmas from 2009 became the basis of the story of the current Spongebob animated special, which is, you know, airing now, you know, to, wow. uh, now through Christmas, I guess. It's on the 23rd a bunch of times. It's on the 24th a bunch of times on Nickelodeon. They're kind of just stripping it. It's, it's pretty cool. It's all stop motion. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, old school. <gasps> That's got to look gorgeous. Yeah, That's Rankin Bass awesome. looking. It's nice. really Who, cool. Uh, what company did, was it Dino's company or? Uh, no, it, it's a Screen Novelties right here in Los Angeles okay. who are amazing. And uh, I did, uh, you didn't have any sparkling? <laughs> Sorry. Sparkling coffee? Oh. Hey, Harry Shearer just walked in the room. Uh, no, kidding. Kyle uh, just brought. Uh, they were just Tom telling me he complained about his water. A coffee. And uh, no, I'm telling <laughs> tales Tom, of his Tom, coffee. I didn't know what he's talking about. I, <laughs> Not to I, me. I, I, that I thought you could be more honest on podcasts. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to keep up we'll that KT. We'll back I, with the why, funny why, voices of Tom Kenny. Why are you throwing me out? You know, the, why are you throwing me out, guys? <laughs> one of the best parts of the holiday <laughs> season <laughs> is what to do with the family pooch. <laughs> he's not listening when he's not on it, I tell you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> I tell you. I tell you, folks. I don't have to be that. I don't have to keep up that that local news phoniness, right? <laughs> no. Tom, it's no. really. Great. I felt bad asking for coffee, and I and you know, and then, and then we just started talking about guests, and you know, some sometimes some are more demanding than others. Yeah, and it's, it's I, just I, I brought know, Harry. You Shearer. didn't say it with any um, malice. No, 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 no. Because I I'm a sucker for uh, sparkling water. Me and D got a, a soda stream, and it's changed my life. I drink more water now than I ever have in my life. Wow, soda is that the stream. one where you make your own? Soda pop? You screw. You put normal water into a bottle, and you hook it up. You screw it on the thing. You push down the button a few times, and it's soda water. With space this age just technology. Into a commercial. I just like you whores. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Ed Schultz talk about this every day. Tom's all shaken up right now, just like your soda jerk taking yeah. home a soda out I of any it. liquid. You yeah. know, you don't need bottles. You don't. You just make your own soda. It tastes just like the stuff that you would buy in a what store. What do you got in the garage? Uh, a can of old oil. You know what that's missing? Bubbles. bubbles. Let's give it some bubbles. 
With the soda jerker. Uh, Carbonation is like frying. You know, just anything tastes good when you apply that that's very true. process to it. Bubbles and grease. Yep. Make everything That was good. my 70s burlesque show. <laughs> <laughs> but we would, we would just do with an ape and they would sing Grease songs, songs together. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't get to it fast <laughs> yeah, I'm enough. Sorry, did I? I grease, no, no, she's bubbles. <laughs> That's what Bubbles the Chimp is doing now since Michael Jackson died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they used to do it together too. Yeah, but now he's just going on yeah. the road and doing his one man chimp grease show. Yeah, with, with Elvis's chimp scatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scatter the bubbles. The two biggest pop star owned chimps of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Grease bananas two. go, grease bananas, but then they put in like a chimp theme <laughs> to it. So they're hopelessly oh, no. devoted to chimps. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> we'll be together like chimpy, 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 bonobo, bonobo, no. Uh, oh, bonobo, no. Right. So, guys, Chris Hardwick is going back on the road, and this is just a sample. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fuck yourself, Tom uh, Kenny. That is not any kind of sample yeah. of what you're going to see. The song parodies yeah. to be had. Uh, uh, Chris goes out there with his guitar yeah. and does so many. Uh, Dead on spoofs of some of today's yeah. name an uh, animal and name an animal and a musical down. and he'll riff on that for hours. I don't care. Give me a food and a primate and yeah. we will. Yeah. <laughs> I need a food. I need a food Dude, and a primate. And a primate. <laughs> uh, uh, chimpanzee. Called... You've already oh. said chimpanzee. The song's called <laughs> Coconut Lemurs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a primate, is it? Uh, uh, pirate's booty and holler monkey. Ow. <laughs> 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 What's in the chest? What's in the chest? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you st- you you know, you're a little younger than me, but you know, I, I started pretty young, and it was and uh, you know, the guitar guys were always the acts that killed. Oh the yeah, they went out there with a the guitar at the end of the show, and then shamed in the nineties. Guitar comedy shamed in the 90s. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Well, shamed in the hipster rooms, but still ruling in the come, hinterlands. Come, coming back, though. Well, I, I love a good guitar comic. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson just performed a meltdown oh, last night. Oh, yeah, he's different, though. He's not a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, he's not a guitar comic, for sure. He's, but he has a guitar, and he does jokes. Yeah, but he's not like the song parody guy. <laughs> oh, no. He, he writes you know original I mean? But Henry, uh, Henry Phillips, he's a guitar Great. guy. Uh, what's the other he's, guy? You know, he's not the guy. I'm talking about, you know, guys at the... Midnight show just destroying after you've bombed trying trying to do stuff that's yeah. kind of personal and maybe doesn't you know maybe <laughs> yeah. it's a little different oh, from other people and, the and then you got to follow the guy who just yeah. destroyed the room going, oh yeah, it yeah. hurts when I pee now yeah it hurts when I pee <laughs> now excuse me while I kiss this guy like yeah, that, that right. kind of stuff exactly there's a bathroom on the right yeah. hey but uh that's that's and it, and it's you know, and they're in their mind, they're like, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything wrong. People are laughing. What's the problem? Yeah. I'm bringing joy to people's lives. The fact that I'm still bitter 30 years later probably says a lot. <laughs> uh, shouldn't I have let it go by now? <laughs> well, things are going pretty well. strong. Those are convictions. God, you're doing okay, Kenny. Let it go. <laughs> nah, still bumming out about some guy in a basement comedy club in Boston in 1983. <laughs> Those acid roots run very deep. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive them. Never. <laughs> Here, I, I was building up enough money to come back and uh, smite every what, guitar. What were his last words? Just like, fucking guitar comics. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar comics were shamed in the 90s, you think? Well, I think a little bit, because um, when, when Mike Furman and I were doing our, we did this comedy duo, Hard and Firm. And yes, I know when, that. When we were going back out, when we were sort of going on the road in like, 03, 04. Yeah. You know, there were... Uh, clubs and people are like, oh fuck, guitar comedy. We're like, yeah, it's not. I mean, but again, yeah. you guys were a different thing, as is Tom Wilson. And we didn't no. play well on the road. 
I mean, like, we did not connect well with people on the road. Oh, like, really? your standard club audience didn't like, because if... They like songs about pie? <laughs> they did not like songs about pie, uh, the numerical value of pie. They did not songs like songs about patriotic dinosaurs. Uh, our, our songs were all sort of sketches in the sense that there was a yeah. certain point of view, and if you understood what we were making fun of, then it worked. But if you didn't, like, it was not a high right. joke per minute. And Tom Wilson's, uh, speaking of, of Dadaist, are, you know, are, are very kind of elliptical manifestos about I fu- things. I laugh mm. so hard every time I hear him do, uh, why does a dog eat a dead bird but will never touch a grape? Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, I just he fucking... has, well, he has haiku songs. Yeah. It's like uh, haiku songs are perfect because you get a melody in there, you get your point across, <laughs> and then you're out. And he just He's has been on the... Spongebob a lot of times. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Oh yeah, he did Barnyard too. Tom yeah, did, Tom yeah, did Barnyard. Yeah, he's really good. He played a really angry duck called Krauser Krebs. Yeah, who nice. was a bully? He was yeah, a tiny plays, little uh, duck SpongeBob's, bully. SpongeBob's uh, schoolroom uh, nemesis, uh, Flats the Flounder. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I can't. SpongeBob, are you still making new episodes of SpongeBob? Did it today. God damn it! Isn't that weird? It's unbelievable. And you're on now two of the biggest cartoons because that and Adventure Time. Adventure Time's blowing up. Adventure Time is one of my it favorite shows. It is blown shows. up. It yeah. is one of my favorite shows, like of any show. It's cool. like uh, I like watch not it. Just anim- not just from no, the, just in the like animation I, th- ghetto. I, I laugh. I I tune in to it. I like I, I laugh like it's like cool. just yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's really good, and uh, yeah, it's exciting to watch something uh, blow up like that. Where, Again, where you just see <laughs> yeah, where you just see like wow, this is you, you just see it uh, widening out. You see yeah. the appeal of it widening out, and you see like this intense small fan base but very uh, uh passionate about it you just see that getting bigger and yeah. bigger and including more and more and more people and that's well, kind of what happened with spongebob at the beginning yeah well there's and shows that like treat their audiences with respect with like subtle callbacks that make you just go i know that yeah because of because i am i'm a dedicated watcher yeah they're kind of similar the, the creators are kind of similar uh, personality types of those two shows in, in a way you yeah. know i mean they're 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 a generation Apart, mm-hmm. you know, but they're both Cal Arts guys, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and and you know, with uh, Pen- you know, P- Pendleton Ward is is the creator of Adventure Time, is definitely of the eight bit video game sure. generation where he really, you know, that's that's the thing that like impacted his whole life at a tender age, and yeah. there's so much of that. In the show, but it's oh, just that, yeah, it's, we're the same age, I think. Yeah, and it's that, but it's that, it's that having you know having central characters that are sort of like that, <laughs> that Candide kind of a like yes. everything is greatest <laughs> ever thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, but at the same, but like, but with yeah, but I like it just because like I there's lines where it's just like, well, that's dumb. Like they just yeah. like there's they're cynical on top of being like excited about stuff. But you know, it's funny. Like uh, you know, I try to think like. You know why does one show pop and and another doesn't? You know, and and sometimes shows that you think, wow, this is pretty good. I like this. This is funny. Like wind up sinking without a trace, and then shows that you go, wow, this is. I really don't see what this show has going for it. You know, wind up running for you know 150 episodes. Yeah. You, you really what shows are know. those, Tom? <laughs> oh no! I've done shows before where I where I was like home run, and then what happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you know I'm happy anytime anybody uh, pays me to make a noises into to make noises into a microphone. You you go wow! This is another day where I talked into a microphone and 
didn't have to say, may I help you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. <laughs> I still feel like that. Yeah, it's know, funny too because as a stand-up comic and now like you're a professional, like you know, huge voiceover actor. Uh, yeah, like it's like it's still it's still you and a microphone. Yeah, th- it is. Um, SpongeBob would technically say, I, "May I help you?" If he were serving, if he patties. was at the Krusty Krab. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should say you know you know uh, you know you just don't have to be doing some. I'm just glad I'm not working some day job that I don't like. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so refreshing even after decades of not doing it. I still feel like the jig could all be up. You know, yeah, it's a good gig. It, it, you know, it's it's. But I talk just about voiceover. Oh in general, yeah, not good voiceover work is so great. It's it's fun. It's usually fun and it's easy and it's close to home and yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how you look. You yeah, don't have no to. comedy clubs, no comedy condos. No, no uh, you don't have airports. to sell hot wings. Yeah. You don't have to sell hot wings. You're still performing. You know, you're home you for still, dinner. You yeah. don't have to leave your kids. You know, crying in the driveway. When are you going to be back, Daddy? You know. <laughs> so you know, it's it's great. I'll be back in 40 weeks. And you have fun. Mm-hmm. You get to exercise all those same muscles that you I'll be do. back just in time yeah. to miss your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring you some cocktail now. I'll sign some cocktail <laughs> napkins for you. I'll bring you some umbrella stirrers. <laughs> your, your, uh, yeah, your Barbie doll uh, can use these umbrellas. But that's the thing with like with doing comedy, and then um, you there's ways to find that same feeling in other uh, venues. And yeah, yeah, with me, it was a case of going, what? here's what I really like about doing stand-up. Here's the aspects of it that I'm not so crazy about. Is there another job that gives me all the things I like about doing stand-up and maybe phase out some of the aspects that I, I don't enjoy that yeah. much? And, and you know, f- for me, anyway, voiceover was the was the one. What else know. are you working on besides uh, SpongeBob? Well, let's see. Today uh, today we did SpongeBob, and we also uh, there's a preschool show on Disney starting in the spring called uh, Huggle Monsters. Mm-hmm. That's for a very. Um, I'm listening. Like, sounds scary. That's for a preschool audience. Yeah, they're a bunch of monsters, but they're they're also very loving. They give hugs. That sounds scary. That's a fun show. A lot of singing. So oh, it, yeah. it teaches children to hug monsters. It teaches people children to hug monsters, mm. and uh, you know which robs the monsters of their power, I guess. And uh, let's see, I'm Doctor Octopus on Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm the Ice King on Adventure Time. Uh, I'm on Brickleberry, the Daniel Tosh uh-huh. produced uh, a show on uh, Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, a couple, you know, a couple other things. You play the uh, Ice King. Uh, it's he's like such a great character because he's so sad. I love like, playing him sad. Yeah, yeah. And, and he started out, you know, just kind of being a typical insane burlesque kind of villain, and then yeah. they started giving him this backstory where he used to be a nice guy, <laughs> and then you know this crowned, uh, you, you know, kind of made him crazy, kind of like Gollum's ring or yeah, whatever. And, yeah. And uh, you know now that now they're going even further into this backstory with him and Marceline, the vampire girl, yeah. where he knew her when she was young, and there was this plague that was uh, devastating the the world, <laughs> and 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 he's taken this little vampire uh, toddler under his wing, uh, and, he, and they're they're making their way through this this post apocalyptic pandemic. <laughs> uh, it's it's really uh, gone in different unexpected directions yeah. from. When where I first it started. started doing it, and yeah. from where it started, and it's uh, it's really fun. To yeah, get those Tom, what would it sound like if the mm. Ice King were delivering the six o'clock news? Mm. <laughs> 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 hey, this is the Ice King here. Hey, that's a bear of a commute there on the four o five. I would say if you have ice powers or flying powers, uh, just 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 bypass that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a sing alert is, but they're not good. <laughs> Go home. 
Go home. Uh, oh, Everyone. what's the what's the actor's name? That's based on uh, that's that 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 character. That oh, what are you guys talking about? Oh, you know, that? well, you know, like so many of my uh, animated characters, you know, the Ice King is based on a couple of unsuccessful attempts at impressions. But that's those are where the best voices. <laughs> those are where the best yeah. voices come from, though. As you lock on, hey, a shitty impression is just a shitty impression. <laughs> But if I take a shitty impression and mash it up with another <laughs> sucky impression, genius character, then it's a whole new different voice. Yeah. Where they go, I've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, that's some Hans Conried in there, you know. Yes, uh, that guy from the Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T or whatever. Uh, you know, there's there's some of him, and then some various other people. All I'm, mashed I'm not in. Good at, I'm not good at impressions. Also, his uh, his partner is a is a penguin, Gunter. Quack. Yeah. Quack. Blank. Oh, you do also do yeah. Gunther. Nice. W E N K. Yeah, yeah. I write it in the script. W E N K. <laughs> Gunther wanks. <laughs> Six wanks. What is? Uh, how's Jill doing? Is Jill is Jill Tally working on something? Yeah, she's doing good. She's your, on your wife, Jill, and, uh, and she's you know she's also on SpongeBob. She plays a uh, she voices a uh, plankton, the bad guy's married to his computer. Oh, uh, that's Jill. That's Jill. Uh, Karen, the computer wife of plankton. And then uh, who's named after Steve Hillenburg's real wife, Karen? And played by my wife Jill, so it's like total hillbilly inbreeding. <laughs> that is very much like a cartoon key party, <laughs> <laughs> in a weird sort of way. Yeah, so she's doing great. She's doing great. We, uh, you know, you guys get to perform together much. You know, we do voiceovers together because I yeah. do Boondocks. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, here and there, and and she does it a lot. And then you know, we we work on SpongeBob and stuff comes up. But we do well when we like. In commercials, like uh, radio commercials, if it's like a kooky couple or uh, more often like one member of the couple is really irritated with the other half of the couple in a in a commercial spot for whatever, Sears or Dr. Pepper or, you know, uh, Whirlpool or whatever, we'll, uh, we do very well if we audition together as oh, a nice. kooky couple. You know, and they go, wow, those people, those two have a good chemistry. It's like, well, they they married seventeen years. They made a yeah. they made a human. They made together. yeah, two of them. Oh, you have a second. You have yeah. another one. Is yeah. that new? No, nine years. Yep, pretty new. Not that new. Well, <laughs> you know, when you think about how long humans have been on this planet, nine years is really it's, not. It's that, the blink of an eye. Not that much time. It's, well, it, I know it, Mac. Yeah, Mac is fifteen, and then his sister Nora is nine. Okay. So, so did the, okay. So let me ask you this: Is this a minds. weird question? Was Nora born at? Was the gestation period like eight years, and then Nora just came out? Yes, it's okay. like uh, you know, like some animals, like uh, hippos or whatever, have a longer gestation yeah. period. And yeah. uh, uh, girls from the south side of Chicago uh, are <laughs> like that too. <laughs> and, I mean, you can see there's a fully formed human inside pushing yeah. through, like a yeah, like on the prisoner when the crazy white ball like just goes over exactly, like right over, and the face comes out. Or like, <laughs> Or like Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, you know, like exactly. like you're like, oh, like she's absorbed a soul, or yeah, something. Right. yeah, yeah, like that. That's a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four reference. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's a good one, buddy. The uh, yeah, yeah, my 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 memory of Mac was uh, meeting him at a screening of something at Cinefamily, yeah, and right. just the uh, the immense amount of of old movie trivia that at that time he was only ten or eleven. Yeah, and yeah, still maybe, yeah, he was about that age. Yeah. Crazy amount of like just knew all this this old this old movie stuff. He knew all the people on the walls, you know. It's oh, like wow. uh, Theta Barra, Lon Chaney Sr., you know, uh, Laurel and Hardy, you know. But you know, uh, when you got knuckleheads like us for 
parents, you wind up absorbing all kinds of useless. You well, know, now he's 15. The least I we can do is pass the fruits of our misspent life onto him. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope he's pushed that all aside in favor of drugs. Now he's 15. He's pushed it all aside, and now he, uh, you know, no, it's uh, no, he's still uh, he's great. He turned it, having a kid that age is fun because they're forming their own uh, aesthetic. Yeah, and so he's always turning me on to stuff that there's no way a 50 year old guy would ever hear about. Yeah, or or be into. And and you know and he's very open to uh, to me uh, you know turning him onto stuff so it's like okay I'll play you this Kinks record and then uh, let's know. let's talk about let's talk about good way to go. let's talk about fifty is it do, do you feel because our generation uh, or the ge- the generation that was not our parents basically when you think of a fifty year old and our parents time they were a Really like, ah, where's your oh girl? yeah, like, one foot in the grave. Yeah, yeah. and now yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, ah, oh, you could be thirty eight, you could be forty two, you could be fifty. Like, oh, me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't. Yeah, I think so. You think too. I could be thirty eight? I don't think I. I, I wouldn't. It. I didn't know Greg Barrett was forty nine. That blew me away. Yeah. I know. I, it's funny. I like. Kidler, I, I run into. I run into Greg be, from time yeah. to time. We were talking about this, and I always thought. I guess maybe. I always feel like I'm older than guys like, you know, of that ilk. Because I started younger. Yeah. So it never occurs to me that Greg Barron, who seemed like, uh, you know, one of the new kids in the San Francisco scene, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, was would was kind of the same age as Same me. age as you, It's yeah. pretty weird. I asked Greg Barron one time, I'm like, Greg... It looked great. What do you? What? What? Your? It was one of these. It was. It was a. It was a Cosmo conversation. I'm like, Greg, your skin looks great. What do you do? And I was. I wasn't really expecting a serious answer. And he was. And was without hesitation. He was like, eye creams. Doesn't matter what it is. Just use some kind of eye cream. You gotta hydrate. You gotta hydrate the orbs or whatever it was that he said. It was wow. Just like, it was just like such hydrate a, the orbs. Yeah. See, but he yeah. looks. He looks great. Yeah. Greg Barrett looks great. And I feel like using anything like that is a betrayal of my Syracuse working class roots. <laughs> but then you're like, hey, you know, Bruce Springsteen gets some plastic surgery and shit. That's true. You know, but all, the plastic surgery though, the plastic sur- like like that that stuff that is an extra line. Like I feel like I would have to have a horrible accident to be to feel okay with that. Yes. Because it always looks. Yeah, I would worse. have to have like a Hank Williams Jr. like like <laughs> rock climbing accident. Yeah, then it's like yeah. there's nothing wrong with throwing a cream on here and there, but once you start digging around and trying to kill nerve endings and deaden things with, yeah. I just I, you talked me into it. I'm buying eye cream on the way home, <laughs> and I'm just gonna put it on at every red light. You guys, uh, <laughs> Hong Kong, shut up! You know why I stopped there. you, sir? <laughs> well, um, this crazy guy who's got cream all over his eyes says he's SpongeBob. We're gonna yeah, have to yeah. take him in. <laughs> it's just not working. The, cu- the cucumbers are impeding I'm your vision. I'm also the ice king. You Stop it. Yeah. You're not an ice. Thing is, though, if you... Let if me you... perform my resume for you. <laughs> that would, wouldn't that be a treat? If you stayed in Syracuse, though, you probably would look like a 50-year-old that we know as being like an old man. That's the thing. Like in like Los Angeles, like all the kind of, and the kind of work we do or the cities, you know, it kind of keeps you young. Well, I think there's something to be said for blundering your way into an occupation that rewards arrested adolescence. Yes. Yeah. You know, that really is, uh, you know, it really does keep you young. You know, we look, look what we make our livings doing, you know, fooling around, farting around, you know, making rude noises, uh, figuring out how the cough button works. <laughs> <laughs> I was late on it. You didn't get it that <laughs> Dang time. It. This Dang. is actually just my hobby. I'm a coal miner. Uh, and I'm also 22. <laughs> I was born a coal miner's daughter. <laughs> So yeah, there, there's something to be. There is there is a, a lot to be said for uh, you know. I mean, it's it's the most cliche like goofball actor thing in the world to say. You know, we get paid to play. 
Yeah. <laughs> we play for a living. That's what we do as actors. I mean, my parents mm. always said, get a practical job. And I was mm. like, why? Mm. I make my living in the world of make-believe. <laughs> my parents would say that. I'm a like, professional you know, pretender. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, something, maybe banking or politics, something respectable. And then it just it gets really dark. <laughs> yeah, you have something respectable to fall yeah, back. Yeah. Politics, the most like, respected like if, business. If, if that gets really dark, well, my father pretended. He pretended he loved me, my mom. I just do it mm. for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all pretend. <laughs> what are you pretending about in your life? Is that a Walter White speech? <laughs> <laughs> we all pretend, Jesse. <laughs> this is SpongeBob's real voice. That's right. <laughs> It's the best day ever. <laughs> that's, me when I'm, that's me when I'm too old to do it, and they but they they're too nice to fire me. <laughs> they just keep pitching it up and pitching it up. It sounds weird. You can hear his dentures. You can hear his dentures whistle. The kid that does Finn, he's uh, his voice dropped a bit. Yes, yeah. Jeremy Shader, but they um, fired him. No. <laughs> well, they should. No. They just keep aging the character. Yeah, yeah. They, they keep uh, his hair is longer now. Aging in in real time because they like uh, the actor so much. He's great. Yeah, he is great. Yeah, he he, he nails the sensibility. And, you know, the original pilot was his brother. Yes, that's right. And then, you know, he got menudoed. St- stabbed his brother in the back. <laughs> Literally, was his bro- was his brother <laughs> fired because his voice dropped? You know, I think he is such a long time went by between them doing that Adventure Time pilot episode that was on YouTube and everything, and and then it finally making it to being a Cartoon Network series. Yeah, you know, it took a long time, literally years and years. Yeah, you know, multiple years. Yeah, and uh, you know, they're like, wow, he sounds different because maturity occurred. Yeah, but hey, you got this little brother. (laughs) <laughs> you know, sorry, Jermaine, but hey, Michael, you know, <laughs> get out of the way, Jermaine. <laughs> Scram, <laughs> Marlon, screw, get out of here. That's it. I'm changing my name, but just the spelling, so it'll still sound the same, but technically be a different name. Jermaine, <laughs> it's not really. If you're gonna change your last name, then change it to like Murphy or something. <laughs> so it'll just be Jack's son. Jack's son with a U. If the why would they? Wait, he did that? Yes, I oh. wasn't just doing a bit. Or he changed his last name legally to Jack's son S U N. Who did? Jermaine. Jermaine did? Yes. I didn't know that. I thought you were. I thought you were. I thought it was a bit. Going, that explains trend- why it got very quiet. It's not a funny <laughs> bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, there's Good something bit, here. <laughs> There's something here. He just needs to finesse it a little bit before he gets on the road with it. I'm not taking that on the road, Tom. (laughs) Stop telling people I'm doing song parodies. Hey, how many people like the Jacksons? Yeah, did you know? Do you do a... Change their name. What's up with that? Do you do a lot of uh, rhetorical questions in your (laughs) stand-up? You know, it's funny that... uh, people like music? Yeah, I love... uh, Don't you hate it when people answer rhetorical questions? I I tried to do that once where um, (laughs) I had a... Excellent. I know it wasn't that good of a joke. I don't do it anymore. All right. I uh, I tried to do that. I, I tried to make that work on stage where I was like, uh, this, this is like a, this is a writer's room joke. And I was like, um, do I like this thing happening? No. Do I get very excited about it? Yes. Do I like to pose questions and then answer them myself out loud? Of course I do. Like I, I tried to do that as the third. who does it? Don't answer that, sir. Yeah, but that was a question uh, I asked for me. Yeah, not for you. As a I don't like you answering my questions. <laughs> Kid stays in the picture. Did I care? Hell no. <laughs> no. Did I fuck her? You bet I, I did. You bet I did. <laughs> I had, you can I also kind of do it. 
I had without, cantaloupe for breakfast. Did I fuck that cantaloupe? You bet I did. Yeah. Because you can do it without asking the question and still get the same lame-o uh, segue juice out of it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, instead of going, who likes to go shopping? You can go, shopping's weird. Shopping, yeah. huh? Yeah, and then you just say it's weird. Or you can just say, Jackson's, yeah. oh, that family's weird. <laughs> right? What a weird family. Uh, what else right? is going on? I think like like my first year of comedy, I I just, just to get in between topics. I think I said something like segways are weird. That I don't. I, um, Matt, I don't like this. <laughs> You're just batted that away. No, I, I, like I said first year of comedy, I know, Jonah. I, I, there wasn't Matt. I didn't shove it aside. No, that was pregnant pauses. My thing. Anybody? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> who's who's noticed pregnant pauses? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> How about a miscarried pause? So I was walking down the. Uh, mm. but. What about an awkward pause? Just a weird animal pause. <laughs> and a, ah. I, don't even, I don't even know what <laughs> not stand up is like anymore. Not. Um, you know, uh, I, is everybody filming you know with flip phones it, uh, and stuff? It's weird, probably. Yeah, probably. That's that's what my old timery friends that are back on the road. Uh, Tell me is the biggest change. Like I go, must be weird doing stand up again. And they go, yeah, everybody's like holding stuff up and looking. Back in the old days of comedy, mm. at least you'd know when someone was setting up a thirty-five millimeter <laughs> camera and getting a DP and then running a light meter in front of your face. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Bobcat and I were talking about this, where there was there's something to be said for this thing that I'm saying and this material that I'm doing and this bit that I'm doing that, that you know that might just be uh, you know ad-libbed or might you know might be half-assed scripted or not quite ready or whatever is just for the people in this room right now at yeah. this moment at the third show on a saturday and there's 10 people in the room i don't want it to be seen by anybody else yeah. you know what i mean like like it's not for uh uh watching on youtube on uh, sitting at your desk at home yeah exactly like like you know that that i think would be the the biggest weirdest thing about going back to Stand up for me is that like nothing stays in that room anymore. Like everything's yeah. out there. Also, um, you know, it's. I wonder if I wonder if you'd be in a weird position where if you said anything that pissed them off, they'd be like, "The guy who plays SpongeBob said this oh, thing." Absolutely, of course. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, because people ask me like, clubs are always saying, "Hey, you should come in and do stand up," you know. And they'll, they'll they'll tell me SpongeBob is big as if that's like a revelation, as if I didn't know. It. <laughs> I don't you know, know if you're SpongeBob aware of is really popular. What? Yeah. What? yeah. And so we can pack this place. Yeah, but once people come in, there's sort of an onus on the performer not to suck. Hmm. So if I, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, let's go see that guy, and he doesn't have anything, and he doesn't have an act, and all his jokes are from 25 years ago. Uh, you know. Sponge bomb. That's yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just I I liked it even more when I pictured the variety front page. Like they they'd report on like a stand up gig you did. It's just it's just SpongeBob looking sad. It's not even Tom's face. Right. Or if there's like some unfortunate picture of me in a tight shirt with my man teats going Sponge boobs on TMZ. Sponge flop. Actually, I had a TMZ moment at the airport. The what? What they said? They ask you. Uh, they're asking me about Elma. Oh, what are but you supposed was, to say about this that? Is when it first happened. Yeah, exactly. It was terrifying. It's like I, 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 you're going. I can't make a joke, which is really what I want to do. Yeah. I can't. Uh, 
you know, just because that's what us comedians do when we're uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? You just crack a joke to dissipate the tension. Yeah. Uh, but I know I can't do that. Then it will be like, you know, SpongeBob actor makes light of, you know. Right. Underage sex, you know, or whatever. You know, there's a way that they get. I think they're just trying to see what they can make happen. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think yeah. maybe trying to gin yeah. up it's so hard. SpongeBob versus Elmo. It's Clash of the... Uh, Children's television titans. Yeah, you, know, you can't. Yeah, they're yeah. trying can't. to get some. Let let's you and him fight. You know, it, it's, it's kind of uh, because you, you can't you can't say like, well, it's really taking a lot of the heat off the two kids that I touch. Oh my god, what do you? No, yeah. I was can't. I wasn't. I just Chris, am uncomfortable. I had five minutes. <laughs> I had five minutes in my head, and I think luckily because uh, the SpongeBob band, Andy Paley, and all yeah. these people, we had uh, we had just played. This is where I bring it all around. I still yes, have uh, my club skills. Yes, uh, uh, this is my big closer. No, where where we uh uh had just played the like a SpongeBob Christmas concert, you know, at the Mall of America in yeah. Minneapolis. And luckily for some reason, every every time that cart came around, they said, Would you like a drink? Would you like anybody like a drink? And of course the band is like, Yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> glug glug, you know, musicians. And uh I didn't, uncharacteristically. And Man, I often go like, what if I had had a couple of pops on that plane and my filter was uh oh. was not quite in such uh you know, strong uh, fettle, such yep. fine fettle. I, I would have, uh, who knows? Yeah. But you're just like, I can't make a joke. I can't, I don't want to do anything that's going to uh, mess up my gig. I don't want, you know, Nickelodeon bigwigs going, what were you thinking, mouthing off to that guy? I did. Yeah, you know. So you don't want to bum out kids. I mean, if there's one thing that our culture really loves, it is to be able to tear down a hero. Oh, absolutely. They revel in it. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a reason that, like, when you Google Tom Kenny dead, Tom Kenny dead is the second thing that comes up. <laughs> what? Try it. Oh, Try my, it. my George, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, no, are you not here? You guys see him too, right? Yeah, no, I, I've, twi- <laughs> I've, I've Twitter death. I've, I've been Twitter death a couple of times. And it's kind of like pervasive. Like, like I, I'm always running into people who are surprised to see me. I got the dead hoax on <laughs> Wikipedia. Someone said, oh, your Wikipedia page says you died. Yeah, that happened to me a few times. People kept on going in saying, like, I died. Just wishful like, thinking. I, yeah. yeah. It's probably my subconscious. It was it's probably black. Button? I black out. No, I'm sorry. It's just a cough button. It's not okay. It's going to cause a problem if you sneeze. Think of a grapefruit. Think of a grapefruit. Think, Think of, of biting into mayonnaise. a grapefruit. <sighs> I'm allergic to grapefruits. Oh, it didn't shit. work. Sorry. <laughs> The one thing. <laughs> the one thing. Yeah, so that I was tried. that was the weirdest thing that's happened to me lately where I just felt like so out of control and panicky and That's a fucked up thing to And you know, you're sort of getting followed to your car. But what are you supposed and, to say? Yeah. You're gonna be like, well, if it's true, it's horrible. What am I supposed to say? Exactly. Why are you asking me an obit? What do you think about murder? Murder's bad. Have what you, do you ever think? met the man? <laughs> no, I've never met Kevin Clash. Have you ever been in a similar situation? And of course, that's where the uh, that's where your mind turns into like a bulletin board with a bunch of recipe cards with jokes on it, uh, right? Pinned, mm-hmm. pinned to the bulletin board. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and you go, no, don't! I can't do that. Yeah. That'll blow up. This will have every answer that you want to say. Have you ever met the man? No, I'm over eighteen. Damn it! I'm sorry. Can I take uh, that back? Can you please erase that? I'll give you a hundred dollars yeah. if you erase that. Basically, even though I've never had to deal with that before, and and this was funny, like because people who are celebrities have to deal with that. You know, that's just. Uh, a part of their lives, right? If yeah. you're, you know, Nicole Richie or something, you've had those people chasing you around. And it doesn't matter if your kids are with you or not. They'll chase you and your kids through an airport and they just want something to happen. And, but I've never had to deal with it before. So it was, it was really, I, I really felt like a rabbit running away from like an owl. Well, how did you like respond? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? How did you respond? I just realized, you know, luckily being not a dumb guy and uh, not having imbibed on the airplane, I uh, on the airy plane. 
I realized that my one hope was to be as boring as possible. Yeah. Not be funny, not be interesting, not be amusing, not be controversial. And then it's just so nondescript that it gets 30 comments and then there's a brawl at Halle Berry's house and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so, you know, that, that, which is what happened. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it's just I'm just going to be as non-committal and dull because I don't want to give anybody a story. Right. You know, yeah. like my you know, and and uh, but I guess I was going. Why did that make me so panicky? Like, why was I laying awake that night in bed, like as if like adrenaline, like almost like I'll you tell you, just, like I, you just almost I know like why. had a car, like a yeah. car accident. I know why. Tell me why, Doctor Chris. <laughs> because um, it's it's sort of weirdly invasive. For someone to do that, and it, you have no control at all over how it's how you're portrayed, how it's used, they could attach it to something that you didn't really say or mean or it were referring to. It could be manipulated in any in number any of way. Ways. And then once that snowball gets out of your hands, there's nothing you can do about it. And Chris, just to add to that thought, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> what it was also a case of like I felt like wow, I've constructed my life so that I can be on shows that are popular and shows that are hits, whatever, you know, SpongeBob Adventure Time, whatever, and make it make a living uh, being an actor guy and, you know, kind of, but, but yeah, maybe, you know, be kind of ubiquitous in animation and stuff like that, but, but invisibly ubiquitous. Like, you know, yeah. my goal was always to be invisibly ubiquitous and like not, then I felt like that thing that, that, is one of the aspects of, of my work life that I enjoy the most was compromised. Like there was a breach in yeah. the hull, you know right. what I mean? And, and, and water was, was pouring into my, my cool little submarine that I, that I've managed to build for myself. Yeah. And it was really, it's still weird. I've never talked about this, by the way, uh, uh, this is, this is really cathartic for me. So thanks well, for it. What a scoop. And I'm laying on a couch right now. <laughs> no, it's important because it's, it's, you know, uh, when you see, one thing that happens in, in the business that we work in is is that it's very difficult to achieve any level of comfort. And once you have that comfort, it's very scary to think, oh, one weird misunderstanding that I didn't that has nothing to do with me could just undo every like you start you just start um very fatalistically, you know, what ifing, and then you're like, "Fuck, what did I? I didn't think." I so true, know. Chris. Yeah, That's know. right. And, <laughs> it could all and, go away, and I didn't do it. It's not my fault. You're right, and because, uh, you know, what was happening, uh, you know, over Thanksgiving uh, weekend with that whole uh, story they were asking me about uh, yeah. uh, at the airport, uh, it, it was one of those things where your mind is sort of going in that direction anyway, just kind of doing that uh, that wool gathering thing where you're going, "Wow, it's really easy." for somebody's life to unravel, like something yeah. that they spent decades building. Yeah. And yeah, and it could be over something that's, like you said, a misunderstanding or not true. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. because yeah. it's still the a let's already done. Yeah. Let's say, yeah, let, let, let's say it's something that's entirely untrue. Uh, I mean, if it's something that is true, like, well, you sort of took a risk. When you did that thing that you knew you shouldn't do, but yeah, and let's probably in some level, on some level, we're getting off on that risk, and that's part of the. Let us, the, right? yeah. I mean, there's yeah. that whole. Let uh, us suppose, and though, people want to be caught. That's uh, you let know. us suppose though that it's a complete. And roll the dice. That it's a complete misfire, a misunderstanding. Turns out to not be true. Was based on 
hearsay of someone who was on a blog who was just trying to get attention and it's like it's like like you a know, fatty arbuckle thing like, right, you know, yeah. going you know going back to a case from 100 years or ago like, but, but you see how how it kind of has always been that way yeah or like business. or like someone someone some other outlet reporting an onion article as a thing that they start saying is true right then all of a sudden and then it blows up and then you know there's still it's like you know if if so if, if a bomb goes off in your car even if you weren't in it, there's still devastation in its wake. Like the bomb has gone off, right? And there's still a little residue. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's weird. You know, you you, you build this little uh, this this fun little bubble, and and, and it's an irrational, an irrational fear on my part because I'm so freaking boring. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's like you know, you know the the weirdest thing about me isn't going to cause me. That much trouble. What? He does laundry at 3 a.m.? Whoa, what <laughs> the know? fuck? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so this interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, so it's a, but but you know, we, we were I was sort of thinking along those terms anyway, like just conceptually, like, like, wow, this is like everything's kind of built out of sugar anyway, you know, like all our careers. Yeah. And if, and if, and if a drop of water hits it, it, it can all collapse pretty quickly. And we all know guys that that's happened to sometimes by their own hand, uh, you know, uh, well, fear I can, of success or, I can, or I can, whatever. But. I can tell you that, you know, if you just got flustered in a moment and something stupid came out of your mouth or they were able to spin something in a weird way, I feel like it would take more than that to undo everything. Like, it'd be pretty easy to be like, Here's what happened. I did this, and then they You'd did this. You'd have to do like, your mea culpa and go out there, you know? Or at least just, like, you know, I, I like to think that, in general, people are, they they do, they are somewhat reasonable. And if you can if you can make a case and be like, here's what happened, blah, 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 then people are like, oh, okay, yeah, that no, that, that's silly. Right, right. So I think it, I think it, I think maybe we're, it might feel like it's, the the structure is more sugar-based than it actually is because we're, we're afraid you know, you have two kids. You have had a you've had a great job for all these years. Of course, you might you know think like, what if it all goes away? Oh you know? yeah, and and I totally have like that guy that grew up in the depression uh, mentality. But you know, even though I was born in '62, I'm like a guy that grew up in like 1932, <laughs> where you know what I mean. Like if I don't, if I don't have a gig on a day, I feel like it's all it's all over. It's yeah. all collapsing. Like, yeah, oh, man, this is it. This is the start. Wait a minute. Oh, it'll feel good to clean my you know clean out my garage. Wait a minute. Why do I have time to clean yeah. out my garage? Because I have no career. <laughs> it's all it's over. <laughs> oh God. You know. Well, I think the I uh, start clipping coupons. The upside mm -hmm. to that is that um, it keeps you from making stupid decisions. <laughs> and, you know, it makes it you a little you more valuing, aware. It keeps you valuving and working work harder and enjoying yeah. and enjoying the work. Like you know the, you know, I'm sure you probably enjoy the process. Oh yeah. Of what you're doing, I like the process. I think it's fun yeah but you have to enjoy that or else nothing will ever be enough because nothing is ever going to make you go well there it is i'm good you I'm, know I'm you have set. i'm That's set it. i feel good i finally if, if found you, that thing that made me feel whole yeah <laughs> you it's, know? A, it's fun to yeah it's it's fun to get up every day and you know make kooky voices on cartoons and some of it's for preschool kids and then some of it's i think, uh, it's, I think it's good daniel to, tosh stuff and i think it's good to have a little fire under yeah. your under your toes you know yeah. just like a little like yeah i better uh, in your belly or under your toes Oh, where would you rather have the fire? Taste the fire. 80, and 20 then, feet toes. Okay. And then we smoke it feet, out. Feet toes, feet belly. Smoke it out. Smoking out the fire. Um, so the, with the SpongeBob Christmas album, 
Yeah, did you get it? No. They told me they sent it to you. I don't. I, don't. I heard it, but I didn't get it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the last call I made. Hardwick got the album, right? Yes, we sent it all to him the first time. Uh, I don't remember. I have no stake in this. I, uh, it's not important. It doesn't matter. Well, I feel like what we should do, though, is... Hold on. Let's cut all this out. Yeah. Did you get the record? I did not. Good. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Chris. Gosh. All right, back to one. One more time. Take it over. Uh, did you get the Did you get the record? Okay. Chris? Now, now you're starting to, you know. Okay, let's start that over because now you're starting to get in your head. Okay. Sorry. One more time. Sorry. Yeah. Step on with it. Yeah. He's a voice actor. You're gonna have to voice direct sorry. him a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I'll give you line readings. Did you get the record? You know what? I'm gonna re- I'm gonna put that a different way. You got the record, didn't you, Chris? <laughs> Wait. What were didn't we talking you? about? What were we? T- I don't know. The SpongeBob record. Jesus Christ! There's not even really record? a record. I, you know, I call yeah. it a record, but it's a it's a digital album. A digital. You know? I know they don't make the hard discs anymore. It's just uh, on like Amazon, the CDs? iTunes, and Boing Boing. Well, maybe that's make- where the confusion was. They just like tried to peel the MP3 off the computer and put it in an envelope. <laughs> I did get this weird empty envelope. <laughs> And it, I'm like, wait. It had pictures yes. of CDs with uh, musical notes on them. No, it's like Carnation is a sound cloud. <laughs> I do, what? Yeah, it's sound just like, one of those musical cards like where you open it up and it just starts playing the record and you close it, open it back up. Yeah. Like those uh, birthday cards? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We should. Be, do you want us to put one of the songs at the end of the podcast so people have a sample? That's up to you. I'm not going to dictate the content of well, your podcast. You've had a lot of success with this podcast. I think a lot of your success has been due to the fact that uh, Andy Paley and I and Fred Willard did one of your earlier ones. There's no I question. I think that was the uh, uh, basis, the, the foundation no for question. all <laughs> success that you've had since. Fred was in the news. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he handled it pretty well. I did too. Like yeah, going was, like I thought it was funny. A lot of stuff going on in the new. Like he yeah. just hit it head on. Yeah. Well, it was, was kind of. Like, it was kind of like you know when on the MTV Movie Awards after uh, the Pee Wee, you know Paul Rubens thing. Heard any good similar, jokes? Yeah. Heard any good jokes lately? Yeah. What uh, What was Fred's ultimate? Uh, I I feel like that all just went away. It all. Is yeah. That, well, he went to go jerk off. Because he's an old man, and that's how he's used to doing it. It's such a yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. I think Are you sure I, that's what happened? That, that actually is what happened. Do we know this for a fact, or was it was it a misunderstanding? Well, he he didn't deny it, and he made jokes about him actually. Doing I think the it. whole story yeah. was a non-starter from the get-go. Yeah. You know, I, I think the you know most people's the thing that raised eyebrows was like, oh wow, there's still porn theaters in Hollywood. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the thing that shocked people. What? <laughs> wow. Where? <laughs> that's quaint. Yeah. Do you hear about wow. where? I mean, where? That's cool. I mean, I knew the farmers market was still there, but I didn't know there was still a. I knew we still had a farmers market, yeah. but but a porn theater. Wow. No, don't you remember the big headlines? Fredwood tonight. <laughs> that's, that's how. That's how bad the. Uh, <laughs> it was a purposely bad. Yes. No, I liked because. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that Fred was handled uh, handled with much aplomb. <laughs> By, uh, by I, I love Willard. I love Fred Willard so Me much. Too. Yeah, he's good, dude. Yeah, he was. Uh, Can I tell you that? Me. I'll tell you why that that story was weirdly comforting to me was to be that age and know that you can still do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I just worry like to like drive yourself to a porn theater. <laughs> <laughs> drive yourself to a porn- <laughs> several aspects of that story are comforting to me. <laughs> to be in your seventies and lucid enough to find it. <laughs> Pay the go. money yourself. <laughs> lie just, to have like the brain capacity to lie to your wife. Lucid, not flaccid. I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
We're here with uh, children's entertainer Tom <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we can cut it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this is this is what happens. <laughs> I'm not a children's entertainer. I know you're not. I am not a children's you're entertainer. You're a comedian. See, you get sucked into these things where it's like, because you're on a show for kids, and then you're on a bunch of stuff that's not for kids. Yeah. But they still go, oh, uh-oh. Nice subject matter for a children's entertainer to be trafficking. But I get seduced by sitting here and going, ah, these guys, hey, we're, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about everything. Some of it is scatological. Hey, I'm one of the boys on Diamond. Oh. Oh, nice for a children's entertainer, oh, no, Tom. I'm sorry. And then I start, then I start having the TMZ was, panic dreams. Then, I, then I'm going over the listen. transcription. <laughs> then I'm going over the transcription in my head going, did I say anything that will, like, you know, ruin my career? No. Uh, Tom, this is Tad. Tad Nickelodeon. Uh, I own Nickelodeon. Jesus, Tad. And uh, <laughs> I was just very disturbed by your flaccid, not lucid comments. As a children's entertainer, I'm afraid we're going to have to give SpongeBob to DiMaggio. Nah. I think it was lucid, not flaccid. But <laughs> lucid. <laughs> like they would give you just inverted the whole joke. Fucking like comedian. Actually, what I said. Actually, what what was what was if you know John DiMaggio, the fact that they think that you would be too offensive, so they replace you yeah, with yeah, DiMaggio yeah. is actually really funny now that I think Call the rest again. Get DiMaggio over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's spicy. I, I pretty much... I, yeah, I, I really I, I really venture out of the confines of uh, uh, PG-13 uh, in terms of my wisecracks. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm so a, sorry. I, I, I feel really Whoa! Oh, children's <laughs> entertainer Tom uh, Kenny. Now that's a good Rob Paulson. Make it with the triple X. That is a good Rob uh, Paulson impersonation. It. I don't know if you even realize it, but that was an excellent Rob Paulson impersonation. <laughs> I've never heard someone do Rob, but that was a fucking spot on. <laughs> we are not going to stop until we name check every voice actor. <laughs> okay, do Jeff Bennett. <laughs> See, this is what scares me. The SpongeBob band did a concert at the Children's Hospital here in L.A. Yeah, children's entertainer. Children's <laughs> Hospital entertainer. He's going to walk out, Chris. Did, uh, <laughs> And then the next day, I've got this weird cough. You know what I mean? And you're in a hospital. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm not like a hypochondriac or anything, but you're going, there must be a connection. Yeah, if I was in a hospital. In a hospital. <laughs> there is like a cough thing going around. Yeah. There's always something going around. I was yep. talking to my mom. I wasn't feeling well last week, and my mom's like, well, there's something going around. I was like, Mom, you're in Hawaii. There's not the same thing going around. There's not a thing going around that you've heard about no, yeah. in Los over. Angeles. Yeah. Maybe it's going around the mainland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's something going around. No, no, there's not. Your mom's in Hawaii? Uh, I'm from Hawaii. So. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, why don't you talk about Hawaii some more? Yes. <laughs> you're swarthy. You're swarthy skin. Yes. And I'm you, quite you, you exotic. Look like a, you look like you grew up on a surfboard. <laughs> My shoulders are really broad. <laughs> well, the surfboard was on land, and he was lying on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Play, using it as a, air drums. Uh, now I was using it to cover myself from the sun. Exactly. <laughs> he was can't, using keep a, this, can't keep this pearly white skin. He was using it like a turtle shell. I yeah. am the guy who went to Hawaii and always had long sleeves and a hood on. Just totally not enjoying it, the experience. I think it's all like uh, people like, aren't meant to be outdoors. Yeah, no. Not yeah. people that look like me. Not translucent people. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, I remember one time Blaine came to work in like long sleeves and a hood, and he was wearing like a hat and glasses. And I, I was like, "What do you do?" He's, he's like, "Just got back from the beach." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, when are you going? Are you going back to? You're not going back to Hawaii. No, no. My parents live in an apartment now, and uh, to go home for the holidays would mean to crash on my parents' couch 
and that's not fun. That's not a good holiday thing to do. I was going to actually go to Kauai for the holidays. It's where BJ Porter and Corinna are right now. You know, um, but there were no, I waited too long. There were no rooms available. The only rooms that were available were like at the Hyatt or something. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couch available. Yeah, you want to crash with my parents? I kind of do. Go for it. Do you think they'll mind if I bring Chloe? No, no, no. Okay. They, they expected me and Deanna to sleep on the couch. I'll be there, Jonah. Yeah, you can do it. Um, I, uh, but rooms, like the only rooms I could find at the Hyatt were like 1500 a night. Now, I don't mind spending a little bit of money when I go on vacation. You can write but that off. I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to spend research $20,000 flying to Hawaii and staying there for, yeah. you know, like seven or eight days. It's boring in Kauai anyway. I love Kauai. Yeah. I've been there once. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah. Jonah, you don't understand. They, they The road is it's horseshoe shaped because they couldn't make a circle around the island. That's most of the islands. There's they they there is equipment that they tried to build the road and they just let it sink into the mud. They didn't yeah. even they just left it even there. Even in Oahu, it doesn't connect all the way around. Well, I'm talking about Kauai. <laughs> <laughs> apples and oranges, Chris. I get it. You're from Oahu. Pineapples, <laughs> Pineapples and bananas. <laughs> Pineapples and poi here, guys. Yeah, and Bobo. Spam. Bonobo. Bobo? Bonobo. There's a bananas, apes. Bobo Bonobo was that's when the chimps reenacted that uh, Academy Awards that David Letterman hosted. Wow, this is really going deep. <laughs> <laughs> Uma Oprah. Bobo Bonobo. Mm. So they hosted the Chimp Academy Awards. <laughs> now I'm going to need a food. <laughs> um, you and uh, your wife had a very uh, funny cameo in one of uh, my favorite Kurt Russell movies, Sky High. Kurt Russell's in that movie? Yeah. Wow. I never saw it. Great. <laughs> Clearly. It's a great movie. It's a funny cool. movie. It's a, Dave Foley's in it. Kevin McDonald's in no, it. Pe- people do see that. Like, I think that's one of those ones that's like, I think it's like the new Beastmaster where it's just like on cable like all the time for years. <laughs> Poor Mark <laughs> Singer is somewhere yeah, furious. Yeah, yeah. I've been in a couple of those movies over the years where it's like, not a giant hit, but it seems to always be on. Yep. And so it's amazing. Like, kids... Recognize me and Jill from that. Like, when oh, they really? See us walking around, or Jill and I, I should say. Yeah. Uh, they see us walking around. They go, "Wow, you're the couple in Sky High that no, the house fell on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a funny, it's a funny moment. I love that you worked on a movie. It's a great movie. I love that you worked on a movie and didn't ask who else was in it. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt Russell, care. Wonder Woman, um, Bruce Campbell's in it. It's a uh, you know you got Dave Foley, Kevin McDonald, um, one of the guys from The Broken Lizard. So I believe in the script. I was. Uh, my part was scared man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So scared couple. I think it was yeah, scared, scared couple. couple yeah. yeah, they have a good chemistry together. They could get. They, they, they yeah, really believe it was. Uh, she and I. Yeah, when you're married, you're used to mm. just holding hands and being terrified of <laughs> things. Is it? Uh, is <laughs> believe we're gonna have a baby. Ah, we just bought a house. Ah, <laughs> I just got checked out by TMZ. Ah, yeah. What uh, now? For the Christmas album, is it helpful for you if this goes up before Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be on the air? It could, yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, I don't want to be pushy, but I guess when the product is a Christmas album, it's best to play it before Christmas. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that um, makes sense. I'd know. say we put it up immediately. We will. We'll See, put it up. if I was smart, we would have made a post-Christmas album. 
<laughs> it's all about cleaning up. It's, it's all about the other 364 <laughs> days a year that aren't Christmas. <laughs> then it can go up. I like, I like awesome. that most of the songs are just about trying to get like the pine needles from the tree yeah, and exactly. all the trash. All, all, all the other holidays. Break it's down the box. Secretary's Day again. <laughs> it's Secretary's Day again. We call them assistants. We call them assistants. Executive assistants. <laughs> they make your copies. And your coffee. Now, you <laughs> joke about that, but that is totally a song SpongeBob would sing. That's true. SpongeBob it's, also would, ki- it's also the kind of thing that me and Paley would argue about for hours. You can't rhyme coffee and copies. It's, it's, it's not, not the really same. a rhyme. You, yeah. lazy. Wh- which side do you fall it's on? A, well, I, you know, him, him and I are both uh, insane when, like, when we write these songs. Now, that is totally what would happen, is that everyone would be excited about Christmas, and SpongeBob would be excited about, like, Executive Assistant Day. Yeah. And he would want to ha- he would be wanting to celebrate Executive Assistant I love it. I'm, I'm pitching that for season 11. Please. Bo- Boxing Day. <laughs> Boxing Day. Boxing Day, Arbor Day. Yeah. No, it's fun to write these, because, you know, you, you, you're trying to write something that might, in some weird way, become kind of a standard evergreen song to kids that are, you know, super into watching SpongeBob right now. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, the, this something on this album will be like one of those weird songs that sticks in your head, like some weird kids album or whatever. Like Alvin had. and the Chipmunks. Like Alvin like and the Chipmunks. From when I grew up, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Or, or Muhammad Ali versus Mr. Tooth Decay. Yeah, which yeah, is clearly. A, one of the great kids albums of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and, or any of those Animaniacs, like, uh, yeah. yeah. How hip is Vince Garaldi? I mean, come on. That Good. song depresses the shit out of me, though. It's it's like it, it's it, supposed to. It's Charlie Brown. I he know. is depressed at Christmas, but it's just like it's like a Christmas song in a minor key. Isn't that great? I was. Uh, it's a. It, it's it's. I love it, but it makes me sad whenever I. I hear it's, it. a, it's a very sad song. I remember one time I got a gift certificate to uh, you know like a Levi store, and I went to go. I was like, oh, I, I'm gonna get some new pants, and I picked out all the pants I thought were my size, and I was as I was in the uh, the dressing room trying to put on these pants and that weren't fitting because I'd gained so much weight, uh, that song started to play. And uh. it was just like, Christmas time. No, these aren't working. Here. That ass time is here. Ooh, muffin tops. But, but it's, it's like, they're so... And you know right when it starts going up. But they're now, so just resigned tr- about it. Yeah, you their tone, like, they're just so resigned about, like... It, like they, it could just start with fucking fucking Christmas time is here. Yeah, there's actually in the original version, there's a big sigh before the song starts. <laughs> what I love about that though is that there is, especially as you get older, like like when you're an adult, and sadness becomes kind of a part of everything. Like even happy things are contrasted against. Wow, I should really value this because I know there's sadness coming. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's 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 somewhere there's like uh, tires are squealing uh, figuratively speaking and, and there, there's something that's going to smash into us and derail us. Yeah. That's what life is, you know? And I don't know what it is yet, but it's out there somewhere. And so, you know, that's what I love about that special is that, you know, I mean, as you get older, you're going, wow, you know, Christmas is cool and it's fun and kids are happy and it's good to see them. I wish dad was alive though, you know? Yeah. Like, like yeah. There's, there is there is kind of like a lot of that yin and yang that just becomes more and more uh, part of your your life, and yeah. and I think that Vince Guaraldi music for that special is so evocative of that. You know, it's kind of happy and sweet, and it's well, it's very beautiful. But it's I very feel, ephemeral yeah. and beautiful. And I, I, but it's I feel, also a little sad. And but I feel like what, what makes that so good, coupled with Peanuts, was that a lot of the early Charles Schultz stuff totally had that, and the characters oh, yeah. like were the characters were really 
you know, when they were dealing with with mental issues and, you know, like issues where... Um, oh, he was working his own stuff out. Like, yeah. uh, I think there was one where it was just like a few panels of Linus. Uh, I think maybe it was Linus. Uh, and there was, he didn't, wasn't saying anything. And then the last line of it was, I just became aware of my tongue. Like, just this very <laughs> bizarre, like, oh my God, that's a weird psychological fucking, like a strange, yeah. almost anxiety <laughs> evoking. And, uh, and so I feel like that, the music paired with that sort yeah. of early, you know what it was? It's like, it was, it was, um, uh, like this was like early existentialism that I think was then, the baton was handed off after he, you know, maybe stopped doing so much of them or maybe got older and a little more kid friendly. And then Who, and was Charlie Brown or Charles Schultz, Schultz and then passed on to Bill Watterson, yeah. where you saw a lot of yeah. that existentialism pass on to Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's like especially when you're writing music for like a really specific thing, like a holiday, you know, you want. You want songs that make sense with the the character, you know, yeah. and. You know, Charlie Brown really is about that kind of angsty, existential sadness of like looking, you know, looking for the beauty. What do you and, think would have happened to Charlie Brown as an adult? Oh, I think, uh, you know, fistful of pills washed down with <laughs> Chardonnay and then his neighbors smell something weird <laughs> in his apartment. That, 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 that's, uh, that's what I think. <laughs> right? Oh, uh, Chuck. Still leaning on the brick wall. I just can't take it anymore. Life, life like like his, yeah. whole, his, his whole his whole life is a football that's being taken away from him right before he tries to kick it. Lost another raise today. Life isn't for everyone, Charlie Brown. <laughs> and that's what suicide is all about. Uh, Lucy's his boss. A- Lucy's his boss. She just calls him in like, yeah. "Hey, here's your Christmas bonus. Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry, you're not getting a bonus." Yeah. Like still pulling it away from him before he can. You're connect. fired. Five cents, mm. please. <laughs> but luckily, SpongeBob is all about uh, you know innocence and finding the 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 joy in the mundane. I hope like that's, you were saying. I hope so, that's true. Though, so like, those songs are, are are fun to write. Like the idea of being adults and you know as as children, you're basically racing to excitement and things that you're excited about, and then. So much of, I think, disappointment is basically excitement without an outlet. It's like an yeah. excitement that's been squashed or ex- excitement that has no no way to be expressed, which that happens enough, and then all of a sudden you kind of become a sad adult, and then it seems like your adulthood is you're not actively chasing excitement as much as you are running away from sadness yeah. in, a weird, wow. in, a, in a weird sort and, of and way. And maybe if you have kids, maybe uh, uh, living vicariously through their Excitement. Newfound excitement, and, right? And you know, yeah. that's why possibility that's, world of possibilities. It's one of the reasons why I think I was so adamant about, um, you know, I only work on, I only want to work on stuff I care about because I just want to be excited about the things that I'm doing, so yeah. that I don't become the why didn't I blah 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 guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think when you are the creator of stuff and you're the founder of the feast or whatever, then it has to be something you care about when you're you know doing voiceover or or you're you know which is in effect being a a session musician i don't know that you really have to love unequivocally love everything every project that you're doing because you're just having fun in the process and just having fun playing your drums yeah you know and you're going ah you know i don't know that this is this is necessarily a record that i would buy but it's fun to play drums on it right and you know it's uh and then some stuff is 
stuff where you go, I really feel like I'm bringing a lot to this party, yeah. you know, and I've, I'm excited about this. But but even when you're not, the final product is maybe a little bit lost on you, you feel uh, jazzed about doing the best job you can within the confines of that job. It's very workman-like. Yeah. You know, very, you know, very, uh, you know, just show up with your tools and try to build a shelf that will uh, hold up pretty good. Until one day. Until one try day. to hang some on that shelf. and 7.2 <laughs> Richter Quake. Uh, Richter Quake? Andy. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's when they have a dance party. Oh. Richter Quake! No, because of his name, not because he's... You thought that was that he was because of... You. No, you did, and then you said the joke. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the case at all. Children's performer Chris Harder. No, hey. wait a minute. Yeah, the children's... Former Conan thing, <laughs> guest. The, the, the children's thing was getting back at you for, for saying I was going to do chimp songs on the road. Chimp, <laughs> chimp parody songs on the road. <laughs> I think you should. People would enjoy it. Mm. Now they're going to show up expecting it. They're going to be chimp, disappointed. I need some monkeys, chimp. Oh. Not just any monkeys, chimp. Chimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Well, I think we've exhausted everything. I think so. That was a good one. This was a nice session, guys. Good was session. It? Yeah. Was it really? Yes. You never know what's good on a podcast or what's not. Oh, you know? this was fucking great, Tom. It was okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You wouldn't be asking me, would you? No. I guess the people. If if people start uh, commenting uh, viciously, then we'll know that. Oh, I they always it. do that. They do anyway. Sure, they do. Oh man, not all of them. Just a couple people. Couple unhappy people. Oh yeah. If you get mad at a podcast, things aren't going great in your it's life. The malcontents. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare you not be exactly the experience I need? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just running away from sadness. Yeah. It's best to focus on those people, though. Aren't we all. I mm-hmm. like that the conversation took a bit of a melancholic uh, turn. It was yeah. the, it was uh, Vince Guaraldi. It was t- Vince Guaraldi did it. Yeah, I I, I just started singing the Christmas time uh, Christmas time song in my head. It's like oh, I just feel this. Yeah, this, yeah. this this wave of sad like. Oh, this. And even the you know whatever the standard they do at the the end. Yeah. yeah. There's like a Gregorian chant sadness to it. <laughs> yes. Those six year old monks. Oh my god. Yeah, the most unhappy kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, look at them. They're all ugly. All of them. Not a looker in the bunch. <laughs> I'd be sad, too. It's not It's not funny if you guys don't join in or just move on from the thing. Don't just sit on the thing I said and wait for me to find Man. a way out. I feel like I left Jonah hanging there. Yeah, fucking I everyone know. did. It, it, At it, least this guy it, laughed. But it wasn't that... <laughs> It wasn't on purpose. I just felt like I, I just felt like I didn't have anything constructive or funny to say. Yeah. In, in the words of uh, Jefferson Starship, find your way back. <laughs> find your way back. Hey guys, I have nothing to grab onto here. I went too find weird. Find your way back. Guys. Oh, man. And Jonah disappeared. Go out to all you Marty Balin fans. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Balin. He had a hit song. He had one hit song. Yeah, man. Hearts can break. <laughs> Never stay together. Yeah. Love can fade away. 
what happened to Jonah was uh, we just saw a trapeze accident. <laughs> that's, that's basically what he we really just went saw. for that thing with all confidence that it would work, and uh, it did not. I just didn't feel like reaching for his hands. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of swing up and then just see what would happen. Turns out people can't fly. <laughs> They just fall like yeah. everything else. I'm never going to play volleyball with either of you motherfuckers. <laughs> Spike the ball. Spike the ball. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the SpongeBob with the album? Uh, well, the special, uh, which is airing, uh, you know, right up until Christmas on Nickelodeon, is called It's a SpongeBob Christmas Special. Yerp. And the album is called It's a SpongeBob Christmas Album. Excellent. It's uh, it's on iTunes and Amazon. Hey, how'd they come up with that name, Tom? <laughs> I think they already had the art, you know, for the special. Sure, sure. They just, you know, slapped it under the... Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's really good. You'll like it. We got Jonathan Richmond playing on there. And, oh, wow. You know, all kinds of people. He, uh, Yeah, Jonathan Richmond plays some crazy-ass uh, guitar on it. Like Patrick the Starfish is such a... Patrick Star. He's a sea star. He's not a starfish. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, uh, is such a primal character. Like when you write songs for him, it's always about, he's just pure id. So, you know, it's a, he just likes look, staring at the packages and, you know, ripping them open and seeing what's inside kind of wrecks it. So it's just, you know, you, you don't open your Christmas presents. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the perfect moment is when you're looking at it before you know what's inside. Yeah. And then it's kind of, it's kind of messes it up because you're running a risk of disappointment once you look at it and go, oh, I thought it'd be something better. So just that world, the possibility of just looking at a rap gift is what he likes. So it's it's all about not, he sings a song called Pretty Ribbons and Bows that's not about, <laughs> that, that's about not unwrapping your gifts or ever opening them because that's awesome. That'll make that's it great. So uh, Jonathan Richmond plays uh, like a crazy, like garage guitar Bill style that, that you haven't heard him uh, do since like the Modern Lovers. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he's kind of like an acoustical. He's like, yeah, he's pretty much it's, been. It's Fagerbaki, right? Am I saying it right? Fagerbaki. Uh, Bill Fagerbaki is is Patrick Starr, very yes. good, and uh, yeah, yeah, he sings great. He sings great. We got a song for Sandy. We got like a you know she's from Texas, the character. So we got like full on Western swing. Bob, you know, because I'm a Western swing obsessive. Yeah. So uh, wow, let's let's write a song that sounds like a Bob Wills song from like 19. 19- 38. Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys. Yeah. Fucking great. If you haven't heard Bob Wills. They're all jazz guys. You know, they're all like jazz guys wearing cowboy hats. And those that's when the that's when the lyrics weren't it's like the, you know, like my favorite Bob Wills song is called You Just Take Her. Oh yeah. It's a fucking great song. Because there's no that's where they're just like there's a lot of call and response and there's no real lyrics. It's just like do 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 Oh, you yeah. just take a because yeah. I don't wanna. That's the name of the tune. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like the Western swing version of like a Surfing Bird. Yes, or something like that, where it doesn't really. Saw some honky tonk in Nashville. Oh yeah, fucking aw- just like random bar on Broadway in Nashville. Just walk in. Some of the f- best live music I've ever, nice. like, just, you know, those guys do that every night, maybe every week or whatever, and it's just tight, and it fucking yeah, it sounds so happens. good. Yeah, it still happens. It's funny. I go to live shows with my kid, you know, my 15-year-old, and you'll go to see some band, and you go, wow, these kids really don't know how to act at a live show. Like, they're afraid to go crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. when I was going to shows, it was all about jumping up and down and being, and then when you were playing in bands, of course, it was all about, you know, jumping up on the bar and walking yeah. around and... You know, swinging from the plumbing pipes. Uh, out of Take the it easy, Cobain. Try, try to make something fun yeah. happen. And now, now I see. You know what I mean? Now I, I don't know. I go to these shows and I don't want to criticize because you don't want to be the buzzkill uh, dad. Yeah. You know, because your kid mm-hmm. wants to 
turn you on to this thing. And I'm just going, wow, why do these 23-year-old kids have Civil War beards? <laughs> and why do they not seem to be having any fun? I, uh, why are I went, they not jumping around? I went to see a band that I thought Oh, make was it quick. Be. We have 40 seconds. They're good. <laughs> good story. <laughs> Can you tell? Now you got 30. Uh, no th pressure. I thought they were going to be a lot, a lot better, but then when I saw them, they just stood there straight. Uh, this band called Yuck. Okay. Great songs, poppy songs. I thought they were going to be jumping all over the place. They didn't do shit, and it made me not like the record 29. <laughs> but that was it. You made it. It wasn't a story. It was an anecdote. It was just kind of a thing to say. And you guys fucked me again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Jonah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. There's no net. <laughs> everyone have a happy. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays, everybody. What oh, happened? I've got that hospital cough. SpongeBob choked. <coughs> Great I burrito. Love, I love this button. Oh, I was wrong. Sauce. We actually have a minute left. So there it was. In the venue, walking in, the doors open up. Are you okay? <laughs> Tom's choking on the monotony of your story. <laughs> I turned just the fucking thing into the, like, the biggest story. The biggest story of 2012. Yep. Hey, thanks for letting me uh, sit in for so long. Yeah, of course. I thought I was going to do a segment, and then I'd leave, and there'd be like four other guys this come in. This show is oh, a really? segment, my friend. It's the entire thing. That was so cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing that. Well, now let's go to traffic with the Ice King. Mm. <laughs> are you gonna uh, Are you gonna tweet about the record? Sure. Andy Paley said, "Have Hardwick put it on his Twitter feed. He's got a lot of followers. If even ten percent of those followers buy the album, it doesn't. But they don't. That's what Andy said. He yep. told me to request that of you. All right. You you ye shall be tweeted, and right. the show shall end in four, three. Ahoy, everybody! SpongeBob here. Christmas means presents and mistletoe, sharing and caring. So during this most festive season, please, don't be a jerk. Bring joy to the world, it's the thing to do. But the world does not revolve around you. Don't be a jerk. It's Christmas.
Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.